Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World, West Alabama, right here in downtown Northport. This is the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. You're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and on Amazon and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe, rate, and review the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. We appreciate everybody who's taking the time to do that. We appreciate it. We're a proud part of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network, along with our friends Blue Collar Unplugged, Blake Byler, Matthew Gibson, and Jacob Pickle talking all things Alabama basketball. So we will. Uh, what will we do today? It's a fun Tuesday. It's been a good Tuesday. It's cold in Tuscaloosa. Hope you are staying warm wherever you are taking in the show. Of course, you can follow us at Joe Gaither Six on any and all the social media machines. Send me your uh, likes, comments, questions, queries, complaints right there to all the social medias at Joe Gaither Six. All right, so what will we do today on the Joe Gaither Show? It's Tuesday. It's the day before National Early Signing Date, and that is exactly where all my thoughts are, as tomorrow is going to be a huge day at Bama Central. And you're going to want to follow it at Bama Central on X, at Bama at Alabama Crimson Tide on Sports Illustrated, on Facebook, at Bama Central SI on Instagram, as we'll bring you all the Early Signing Day, National Early Signing Day coverage right there at BamaCentral.com. Now, uh, there's a little intrigue, actually, there's a lot of intrigue from my perspective with the Alabama class. There wasn't, if you'd asked me six days ago, oh, is Alabama going to do anything? Is is, is there going to be any need to follow National Early Signing Date other than it being a holiday? Well, no, is what I would have told you. I would have told you that the class is all locked up at 20 guys in the class. Uh, then fast forward six days, you have Ryan Williams, who's reclassified. You have Jay Sean Ross, who has committed to the class as well. And you're up to 22 prospects. You've seen 11 of the 22 prospects already early enroll here at the Capstone. They've spent the last three, four days at practice, depending on when they enrolled. Some of the guys were here on Friday, some were here on Saturday, and some were here on Sunday taking part in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game over the weekend. So you've seen those 11 guys listed on BamaCentral.com's list, and you know that we've talked about five others who are going to early enroll as well. Red Morgan, Isaiah Faga, Jameer, uh, Jameer Grimsley, uh, Jameer Grimsley, Justin Okoronkwo, and Jalen Mbakwe as well. So those five are planning to early enroll as well. So you're looking at 16 of your current 22 guys in your class are planning on early enrolling. And you all know you've been following recruiting for quite some time. You didn't wake up yesterday if you're watching the Joe Gaither show on Bama Central. No, you you know that the early signing date you having a, are you all right down there, puppy? All right, all right, good. You you know the early signing date has become the new signing date, really, in college football. Uh, we saw that with the adjustment of the calendar several years ago. You know that there's not really many high-level prospects out there anymore, but Coach Saban and his staff have worked some magic. Uh, firstly, they're working the transfer portal. That is actively going as we speak, and we're going to talk about a guy that Alabama got out of the transfer portal here in just a minute. But on the flip side, the last six, seven days, Alabama has made sure that they are getting their way in on some guys that are committed elsewhere, made their way in on some guys who are still uncommitted. And tomorrow could be a really fun day here around BamaCentral.com. Tomorrow could be a really fun day following how the class of 2024 falls into place. All right, let's start with uh, the transfer portal, though. Transfer portal action today in Tuscaloosa. Welcome, LT Overton. If you haven't seen it in, in on BamaCentral.com, you can read about it 
right now, or we'll just or just hang out with us on the show and we'll talk about it. LT Overton, uh, former. Five-star, four-star, five-star, depending on wherever you look, uh, out of Georgia, committed to Texas A&M, was in the famed Texas A&M 2022 recruiting class that drew all the ire of Nick Saban. He's been at Texas A&M for the last two seasons. He's played in, I think I wrote 23 games over the two seasons, but only started a couple. Look, he, he went to Texas A&M. He went to Texas A&M as a, uh, I'm going, a, a, you know, 285 pounds, and they wanted to trim him down to play edge rusher well he wants to kind of transfer out of there and try his hand at defensive end get that weight back up uh, he's going to be a good player here in Alabama. It's a huge get. You get a former five-star recruit and a guy who's familiar with the program. If you're not familiar with uh, LT's family background, he spent many years here in Tuscaloosa. His father, his parents working for the Capstone, working for the university. His father was an associate athletic director from 2009 to 2015, and his mother working for the university as well during that time period. So he spent time right here in Tuscaloosa. He knows what it's all about. Uh, he was high on Alabama's list uh, during his recruitment and obviously you know that was the Jimbo Fisher that he bought everybody in his class class um, and so he went to Texas A&M and has not been very satisfied it seems with his role in the Aggie defense I have no idea what his NIL status was with uh, with, with Texas A&M but just rumors and whispers said that he was unhappy and that uh, maybe what he was promised out there in College Station wasn't exactly uh, wasn't exactly coming true. Wasn't exactly being be, being delivered uh, to LT Overton. So Alabama welcomes their first transfer out of the transfer portal. It's LT Overton. He's going to play defensive end. He's going to mix in to next year's 2024 rotation. Unfortunately, he cannot play in the Rose Bowl. He can't play in the college football playoffs, but he will participate in practice. And it's a big, big gift for the Crimson Tide. Uh, Big old player, 6'5", 265. They're going to get his weight back up to that 280, and they're going to get him playing explosively. And I think he's going to be a solid rotational piece to next year's Alabama defensive line. Let's talk about two more Texas A&M prospects that went into the portal that Alabama is kind of sniffing around on. First, uh, Fadil Diggs. We've talked about him on the program just a little bit. Defensive lineman Fadil Diggs looks for a new home, and he's found it with Syracuse. So Alabama out on Fadil Diggs. I think there was some uh, outbidding that happened with Syracuse, and that's A-OK. Go Big Orange, go to Syracuse, play ACC football, make your money for deal digs, and, you know, have a great season. That's, that's no problem. If we're not a good fit, that's not a problem at all. Thirdly, Evan Stewart, wide receiver out of Texas A&M. We all knew at the end of the year he was going in the transfer portal. Well, not five minutes before I started on the program right here on Tuesday, 5 o'clock or so, uh, he officially did go into the transfer portal. So it's kind of like breaking news, but news that everybody already knew. Five-star, former five-star wide receiver Evan Stewart is in the transfer portal, and he's going to get contacted by the who's who of really the Blue Bloods. He's going to get contacted by Alabama by Georgia, by Michigan, really by everybody is going to try to throw a bag at Evan Stewart, and we'll see where those chips fall. But for now, Alabama celebrates LT Overton uh, winning. That's a, that's a pretty good win out of the transfer portal. Uh, we'll see if it helps Alabama recruit his younger brother uh, and really what, what, what LT Overton can bring to this Kevin Steele defense. All right, so you know you got 22 guys in the class. We've talked about them all, you know, at different lengths in time. We've talked to several of them on 
on the program. We talked to Julian Sayam. We talked to Sterling Dixon. They're, they're early enrolled. We talked to Casey Poe, who's early enrolled. We talked to Caden Jones. If you missed any of these interviews with any of these recruits, uh, Casey Poe, William Sanders, Joseph Ayanata, you can check them all out on, on all the channels we've already outlined, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. You can check them out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify as well. We've interviewed roughly eight or nine or so of the 22 guys. And for jumping in late in the cycle in May, I think that's pretty good. We're going to try to go after the whole 2025 class, and I'm very happy to start that pretty soon uh, for you guys so we can get to know the 2025 class. But let's settle with the 2024 class. You already know they have moved from now uh, number three in a lot of the composite rankings. 24-7 has moved them up to number two with bringing in LT Overton and Jay Sean Ross out of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, in the last day and a half. So they've moved from number three to number two. Can Alabama move to number one? Can the Tide move to number one? What kind of room do they have? Well, basically, you take their class, you subtract the five guys out of the portal, uh, they're gone. That that leaves you some room. Basically, you start with 25. You count with 25, that's going to be your class. All right, the five guys that go into the portal, now you're up to 30. Boom, you're going to get seven or eight guys that go early in the NFL draft. Dallas Turner, J.C. Latham, it is what it is. Kool-Aid McKinstry, they've earned it. It is what it is. So that's going to bump you up to more spots, more spots you can use in recruiting or more spots you can use in the transfer portal. Alabama has a lot of room, and there's actually a lot of guys, and this is why you want to pay attention to BamaCentral.com tomorrow. There's actually a lot of guys out there. Uh, let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys on my list. Oh, wow. I didn't plan it that way, but I have ten guys on my list that I think that Alabama is still in on for the 2024 class, whether they're committed elsewhere or uncommitted. So let's break them down one by one by one. And I think that really, as I count this, I think they're going to get one, two, three four, five, six. I think that Alabama is going to come up with six of these 10 guys uh, in the next 24 hours. So here we go. Edric Houston is my number one guy on the list. Edric Houston. We talked about him just a little bit on the program already. Five-star defensive lineman out of Buford, Georgia. Buford High School. You guys all know Seth McLaughlin. Y'all know Jake Pope. Y'all know Isaiah Bond. And y'all know Justice Haynes as well. So Edric Houston coming out of Buford High School. as uh, he, He's a big-time prospect. He's already committed to Ohio State came on an official, on an unofficial, excuse me, on an unofficial visit this past weekend to Tuscaloosa. Kind of a surprise unofficial visit without his parents. Uh, kind of seemed like a, hey, I want to check things out one more time, uh, see if Alabama can, you know, sweeten the deal. Perhaps I think Edric Houston is one of the six guys that ends up in the Alabama 2024 class. Now that's going to be a 50-50 bid. I feel a whole lot better about Tristan Jernigan. Tristan Jernigan is a four-star linebacker out of the state of Mississippi, out of Tupelo, Mississippi. He's committed to Texas A&M. He's been visiting Tuscaloosa a lot this fall. He's been visiting Tuscaloosa a lot this fall, and Coach Nick Saban made it a point to have an in-home visit with him in the last two weeks. I think Tristan Jernigan, he's been committed to Texas A&M, but it's funny. It's weird. One thing that's happening in this cycle right now, and Edric Houston is doing it as well with Ohio State. Tristan Jernigan going on to Twitter, he committed to uh, – he committed to Texas A&M early in the, like in May, in June. He has been committed to Texas A&M. But he went out to Twitter, Tristan Jernigan out of Tupelo, Mississippi, and said, oh, well, who should I choose tomorrow? Oh, are you going to choose again? I thought you were committed to Texas A&M. 
Uh, he said, who said, should I choose tomorrow, Alabama or Texas A&M? Oh, so he's not really committed to the Aggies. Uh, and that's okay. I mean, look, this is the way that the kids do it these days, and I don't have really a problem with it. If I were a big-time prospect, my mother knows this, I would have really struggled with the attention. I would have struggled with, oh, I'm out here taking pictures. And, dude, everything that Ryan Williams did over the weekend at Auburn, taking advantage of his uh, opportunities to go visit other schools and kind of play the game with other schools, I would have been doing that too because I got a little bit of that turd in me, a little bit of that arrogance in me, as maybe you can tell if you listen to the show or if you read me on BamaCentral.com. I try to iron it out and keep it as humble as possible, but I know that I would have uh, not handled the attention very, very well. So Tristan Jernigan has kind of been slow playing, and especially once the uh, Texas A&M, uh, once Texas A&M administration fired Jimbo Fisher and they obviously moved into a new direction with Coach Elko, it reopened things with his recruitment. So I think Tristan Jernigan is two of the six guys on this list of 10 that I think Alabama is going to walk away with. The other four are kind of out there. I don't really know how they're going to fall. All right, number three. Number three is Kevin Riley. If you are in the West Alabama area, if you're watching this show right here in Tuscaloosa, Northport, just right up the road in uh, up 43 is my man Kevin Riley at Tuscaloosa County High School. Four-star running back committed to Miami. And look, I think Alabama has really uh, been – a little bit struggling at running back in this class. And it's evident with in the fact that they don't have a single running back committed. All right. So take that for what it is. They don't have a single running back committed. I think, I don't really think that Robert Gillespie's done a bad job. And I don't think Nick Saban's done a bad job uh, recruiting running backs in this cycle. I just think that they've kind of been one step behind, just a little bit, one step behind, especially with what they did last year, getting Jace McClellan and Roy Dell Williams, getting the number one and number two running backs in the uh, in all the classification ratings, two five-star guys. I think it's a bit hard to get somebody to jump on board. Uh, you see Jam Miller kind of stuck in between. You're going to see Jam and those other two basically take all the uh, – take the take the low next year for Alabama, you kind of are looking at why should I go to Alabama if I am a premier running back. Kevin Riley is uh, has been committed to Miami for quite some time. Right here, homegrown guy, just plays, plays his high school football, what, three miles away, five miles away from me, off 43. Uh, great run, pretty good little running back. Uh, pretty good little running back, playing on a bad team. I'm sorry, it is what it is. The Wildcats just not a very, not a great team. They didn't have any real passing threat, so it was all Kevin Riley and his band of merry running backs uh, playing for uh, the County High Wildcats. And also take into account, County High plays in the hardest division in the state of Alabama. They do. And so Kevin Riley was battling uphill all year long for the Wildcats. Committed to Miami. He's, he took an official visit to Alabama this past weekend, uh, the last weekend of the cycle, basically. Uh, so they Alabama got the last word with Kevin Riley, the homegrown talent. And I think he is number three of who is going to flip to Alabama tomorrow. All right, number four, number four, number four. Let me make sure I have my numbers right. Number one, two, three. I have it as four, five. Yeah, Jaden Ball. Okay, Jaden Ball is, is is the next running back that I want to talk about. I think that he is going to be uh, flipping to Alabama. Well, he's not going to be really flipping because he decommitted. Uh, he decommitted from Arkansas. Uh, decommitted from Arkansas. He was committed to Arkansas. A four-star running back out of Decatur, Georgia, six foot, two hundred fifteen pounds. Uh, considered the number seventeen overall athlete in the uh, in the class. And really, I mean, you've got to get a running back. Daniel Hill is on this list. I don't think Alabama is going to come away with Daniel Hill, but I do think. 
that Alabama is going to come away with two of the three running backs, Kevin Riley, Daniel Hill, or Jaden Ball. I am putting my money on it being Jaden Ball as the fourth prospect on this list that Alabama is going to add. So if you're up to four prospects, you take your class from 22 to 26 guys. You are uh, kind of up at the upper end of pressure, the, the upper end. The mat, you're maxing out who you can take. All right, my number five prospect is Steve. We're going to have to get used to saying this. Mbuamua. Mbuamua. Steve Mbuamua is a four-star defensive lineman out of Canada. And I think that he has been flirting with Alabama for a long, long time and really hasn't taken – really hasn't been um, pushing his recruitment per per se. I think he's been slow playing his recruitment. I think that's kind of the way that maybe the the calendars work up there in Canada. Uh, And and maybe that's my lack of understanding. But I think you're going to see Steve Mbuamua, a defensive lineman, added to this class as well, a late addition out of Canada. We're going international, going over the border. And lastly, my sixth addition that I think you're going to see tomorrow is Favor Edwin. Favor Edwin, a tackle out of Georgia, a three-star tackle, another one of these developmental guys. The the, the class is full of developmental offensive linemen. Uh, and I think Favor Edwin is going to jump into the class basically due to numbers. Honestly, I think if Alabama had their way, they would have taken Jordan Seaton, the IMG tackle, uh, who ended up going to Colorado. And that, that ended up breaking Alabama's heart just a little bit. And so they pivot to favor Edwin, uh, kind of a developmental guy, big, big long arm, six foot seven guy. So, so he fits the prototype, just hasn't really played a whole lot of high level football in Georgia. So it'll be interesting. The, the competition curve will be very steep for him when he comes into Tuscaloosa. So those are six guys that I think. You will see. I'm, I am. I am putting my name on it. I am predicting that they will flip and or and, and they will join the Alabama 2024 recruiting class, taking Alabama to 26 prospects. But there's another handful of guys, four more guys that I think Alabama is going to be in on if they have a chance to be. If they have a chance to secure Daniel Hill, you heard me just mention his name, Daniel Hill, out of Meridian, Mississippi, four-star running back out of Meridian, Mississippi. He's been playing Alabama, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Tennessee the entire time. The entire recruit, he's been slow playing the entire process. Now, he's got his own reasons for doing that, but yeah, look, Alabama's been after him. I think if he wanted to go to Alabama, then he would have he would have committed already, and he would have been right there on campus. I think that he's one of these guys who, just like I was mentioning earlier, likes to the attention, likes the recruitment, and he's going to take it all the way to the end of the line before he dots the line, uh, puts his name on the line for Mississippi State is my prediction with Daniel Hill based on the father's legacy. All right, going forward, uh, Perry Thompson. Look, Perry, you got to bring him up and win it when it's talking about this because you never know what the kid's going to do. Perry Thompson has absolutely been one of those guys who enjoys the attention. Big-time prospect out of Foley, wide receiver, committed to Auburn. He was committed to Alabama, committed to Auburn, lately has been asking for edits, uh, you know, uh, photo editors for social media. Now, he did put out a photo edit where he was uh, committing to the All-American Bowl, but I think that he's got another edit in his pocket about committing to Alabama if he wants to pull the trigger, and we'll see if he wants to do that uh, tomorrow or not. I don't think that that's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and predict that he stays with Auburn, but I think that that's going to be something that we're going to have to pay attention to, to tomorrow on the live blog tracker right here on BamaCentral.com. Continue. We just talked about Jaden Ball. We talked about Steve. 
Mbuamua. We've talked about Favor Edwin. We touched on Jordan Seaton. There's my number four. Jordan Seaton also been playing social media games, committed to Colorado, was all the way up in Texas's business and Alabama's business as well. Uh, we'll see if he holds his commitment to Colorado. And last but not least is Arian Hampton. I think Arian Hampton is a guy, uh, a big-time athlete. He's already committed to Texas, uh, but he's been still flirting with Alabama through the entirety of the season. I saw Arian Hampton at the LSU game. He's taken lots of visits to Tuscaloosa since committing to Texas. And maybe Arian Hampton's a guy that doesn't sign tomorrow and takes his recruitment all the way up to February, the, uh, the old original signing date. All right, so last thing I want to talk about with, with the uh, with the recruits is uh, about the early enrollees. Look, we heard from Nick Saban yesterday in the Naylor Stone media room. He's not allowed to talk about the early enrollees until tomorrow's press conference. We'll talk about that with him tomorrow. But I want to talk about Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow was in the Naylor Stone media room today, and Jalen Milrow is not really under the same restrictions that Coach Saban is. And somebody asked him about uh, Julian Sayan and how Julian Sayan is looking. And essentially he said uh, – I mean, he said the coach speak, the quarterback speak things that you thought he was going to say, but he he said, oh, the kid can spin the bean really good. The kid throws the football really well. He's come in with a good understanding, a good head on his shoulders. All I can do is tell him what I experienced here as a freshman. Uh, Jalen Milrow was basically very complimentary of the early enrollee. And I mean, look, this is, this is who Jalen Milrow is as, as a human being. Um, he is going to say the right things in front of the media. He may be upset in the background that this five stars come into campus, but he's going to say the right thing in front of the media. Uh, and it's only going to be a good, better thing uh, for everybody's game, really. Jalen Milrow's not going to lose his job over the summer to Julian Sayan. He's not. Like, that would be absurd. That would literally blow my mind if, if, if that happened. Uh, we also, I mean, if Bryce Young couldn't take the job away from Mac Jones, then ain't no way that Julian Sayan is taking the job away from Jalen Milrow, in my opinion. In my opinion. Now I'm not Nick Saban, and I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I'm not Tommy Reese, so I don't know. Man, you, you never know what's, what could happen over the next four or five months. But I would be absolutely shocked if that happened. I think that Jaywood Milrow is going to be a good big brother to Julian Sayan, and they're going to pass it off seamlessly between the two of them. And unfortunately, you're probably going to see a guy like Ty Simpson, a guy like Eli Holstein, transfer out of the program. And you know you hate that, but it's just the nature of the beast so far. All right, so let's get out of here. Look, we hit on bowl game. Just a little bit on Monday from Saturday, we hit on all the results, and we know that we went four and three over the bowl games. We're going to reiterate our pick for tonight's game: UTSA and Marshall in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. UTSA is a seven and a half point favorite in Frisco, Texas. Uh, I am taking UTSA, the Texas squad. Uh, I know that they have a lot of opt outs. I know they have a lot of guys in the transfer portal, and one of the guys is uh, visiting the Capstone right now. But I'm taking UTSA uh, to win. Uh, to, to to, to, to win uh, this this Tuesday night bowl game. Uh, are there any bowl games on Wednesday? No, the next one after that is going to be Thursday, so I'll give my Thursday pick for uh, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, South Florida and Syracuse. We'll give that pick tomorrow on the program, uh, so, so that'll be fun. You'll have to stick, stick around and see how well I do picking bowl games, really and truly. I mostly just pay attention to Alabama and Alabama's opponents, so I'm picking a lot of these bowl games, uh, not blindly because I do pay attention to the sport, but uh, if it doesn't affect Alabama, then I'm not really uh, – 
I'm not really a true expert on it. I'll, I will say that. All right, so last thing for the day, and we appreciate everybody who's watched us on BamaCentral.com, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Amazon, and you've listened to us on Amazon, on, on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate everybody who's listened to us. You can look us up on all those places, subscribe, rate, review the show, send the show to a friend, an Alabama fan, an Alabama hater, an SEC fan. We kind of cover it all as best we can. We're going to get into Missouri and Mississippi State. We'll have a Missouri and Mississippi State segment uh, later on in the week after their signing day shenanigans kind of settle out. Uh, that'll be a good topic for those guys to get into uh, with Cowbell Corner and Mizzou Central. Uh, we're always brought to you by your favorite sponsor. If you want to sponsor the program, you can reach out to me at Joe Gaither 6. We appreciate anybody who's interested in the program. We can read your ad read right here. Oh, the best soda in the world is uh, Dr. Pepper. Oh, this is Diet Coke. There's our ad read for the day uh, as I'm going to uh, have a lot of water later. Uh, Later in the evening, enjoying uh, enjoying the ball games. All right. So last topic for the day is Nate Oates. Nate Oates, golly, he just had a media session uh, out there in Phoenix. Ooh. I'm, I'm, the guys are going to get their butt kicked tomorrow. They're going to get their butt kicked tomorrow. Oh, unfortunate. Arizona, another front-line loaded team, big team. Coach says, hopefully we can make more threes. Oh, coach, that's not strategy. That is not strategy. And look, I love you, coach. I do. I am a homer. My Alabama Crimson Tide glasses for basketball are this thick. And for those who aren't watching, that my, my, my fingers are very wide. I love you, Coach Oates, but that is not a good strategy. Hopefully we can make more threes. No, 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 no. Hopefully we can get more dead gum stops. Get more stops in the paint. Get Grant Nelson uh, rotating. Get Grant Nelson playing better offensively and defensively. Grant, get Grant Nelson playing like a top 10 transfer in the country that he was supposedly supposed to be. And look, I love you, Grant. Uh, yeah, when you played good, you've been a lot of fun to watch. You can throw down a jam, my man, and that's a whole hell of a lot of fun. But goodness gracious, unicorn, Grant, we're going to need more consistency out of you. Mark Sears, Aaron Estrada, can you get down into a defensive stance and, and guard somebody? Caleb Love and, J and Jaden Bradley, yes, our buddy Jaden Bradley, is coming right at your bleeping neck. Coach asks for the players to shoot 53s tomorrow night, 55-0-3s tomorrow night against Arizona uh, in the Footprint Center. And uh, Coach, 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 look, I am a defender of your system. I am a defender of your system. I do love the 3 and D system. I love the an analytical approach. I understand the real value and the real system is to get to the hole put, put a layup, put a dunk into the basket. Give me that 1.8 points per possession. But you're saying we need to shoot 53s tomorrow night to beat Arizona. Basically, you're saying at this point, this team cannot defend. This team cannot defend, so the only way for this team to play is to outscore teams. So you can't go 4 of 22 like you did against Creighton from behind the three-point line. And so what, 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 what kind of a strategy is that? To Oh, we, we just got to play faster? We just got to play even faster? I mean, Coach, look. We all looked at the schedule when we saw the schedule at the beginning of the year, and we saw Purdue, we saw Creighton, we saw Arizona, all three in a row. And, of course, look, the objective people thought that's going to be three losses in a row. My homerism thought, oh, maybe Alabama gets one, maybe Alabama can get two, and oh, maybe Alabama can play real well and win all three. No, undoubtedly, they have not been able to play really well against, look, Coach said, oh, our best game was against Creighton, and maybe this is my d real uh, amateur basketball eye, uh, but sure, like, it, it, Coach, did 
Did you play good against? I don't really think you you played that good against Creighton. You played atrocious on defense against Creighton. Yeah, your shots didn't fall. You went four of twenty-two for the three-point line. If you go eight of twenty-two, you win the game. I get that. I understand the shooting percentages can rise, and you can win the game that way by outscoring your opponents. But coach, are we just punting? Is that what we're doing? Are punting on the defensive side of the floor at this point? Oh well, they've got a lot of seven-footers, and we just gotta have to hope that we make some more threes. We're going to have to put up 53s in the game to win. I challenge the guys to shoot. Oh, whoa, coach, you're the coach. I'm not the coach. You're Coach Oates. Your butt's on the line. My butt's not on the line. Uh, and so, look, I hope that you've got it right. I hope that that's the strategy. But my simple brain, my uh, never Johnny-come-lately, who's never coached a basketball game in my life. Now, I've watched a whole hell of a lot of basketball. But, goodness gracious, I've never coached any. So, Coach, you've got that definitely over me. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the right strategy for that. Now, look. Prove me wrong tomorrow. Prove me wrong. Oh, prove me wrong. I'll be happy to eat some crow. I'll be ha- – look, now I'll have to drink a lot of coffee before that game. Uh, you, you know, Folgers, Folgers in your cup. Uh, we, we can make coffee a uh, sponsor here, your favorite coffee shop. We love Turbo. We love uh, all kinds of great coffee shops in Tuscaloosa. We like uh, we, we like Strange Brew for sure. Uh, but, no, like, look, that's not – I don't think that's a good strategy. Um, and we'll find out tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Tomorrow's going to be a packed day. Tomorrow's going to be a packed day around here at Bama Central. Of course, you can follow me at Joe Gaither 6. I'll have live updates for an early signing date, national early signing date, going up pretty early, like 6, 30, 7 a.m. probably, uh, because these guys, look, the first 11, you already know. You already know who is on the t- who, who is here as far as the first 11. So you can basically count that out. You know that Julian Sand is here. You know that Xavier Brown is here. You know that Caleb Bowden, Jeremiah Beeman, Casey Poe, Peyton Woodyard, Sterling Dixon, Joseph Iannotta, William Sanders, Caden Jones, and Drake Kirkpatrick Jr. are already in town practicing, doing their best to keep up with the guys. You know that Red, Red Morgan, Isaiah Faga, Jameer Grimsey, Joseph Okoronkwo, and Jalen Bakwe are going to be here fairly soon. They're signing early as well. So there's 16 of your 22 guys. The uh, biggest juice is of the 10 guys that we talked about on the show today. Will they sign with their schools that they're already committed to, or will they be flipping to Alabama? You'll have to follow us at Bama Central to find out. We'll have another show tomorrow. We're going to have Blake Lavelle uh, join us tomorrow to talk SEC basketball. Basketball. Look, like I said about SEC football, or like I said about the bowl games and football, all I really pay attention to is how it affects Alabama. I'm bringing Blake Lovell in to talk about the entire league. Tell me about Arkansas. Tell me about Texas A&M, Tennessee, Kentucky. Tell me about all these other teams and how their non-conference schedules have gone. We will make sure that Blake Lovell will join us. We're planning on that happening tomorrow morning at 11, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate everybody who's followed us on any of the platforms, whatever your favorite platform is, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at Joe Gaither 6 on all the social media machines, at Bama Central on all their social media machines as well. Chris Walsh, I appreciate you so much. Enjoy your time off. We're uh, going to be back tomorrow with more Alabama football, more Rose Bowl, more basketball, way more stuff right here on the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com.